tap into your your unique vibrational message and healing ability. If you've trained in Reiki and you've trained in that and trained in this and trained in that, you will have your unique bag of tricks yes. that comes to the party, whether it be painting or whatever. Don't be scared to break out. And, you know, as an artist, you don't have to just stick to specific oils only or watercolor only mix it all up be creative uh, drop some glitter on it don't like restrict stop kind of oh you know comparing myself to somebody else and looking at their work and that's our biggest thing we crit mm -hmm. self-criticize by getting other people's uh, opinions just do your own thing it doesn't matter who cares what's your sole purpose it's what you came here to accomplish it's also who you're meant to become so that you can make an impact by being yourself. We're all here to unlock our potential and create positive change in the world. Everything starts with you. One is not born into their purpose. One steps into their purpose. Were you born to do it? Let's find out together. Welcome to Born to Do It, a podcast about finding your soul purpose. What's your most authentic self? How can you channel it? How can you create positive change in the world by being yourself? It starts with your natal birth chart, but it's all about your actions. Your daily actions set the tone for the rest of your life. We have a very exciting guest today, a multidimensional artist, a light coat bearer, and a galactic artist, Michelle Courage, who's here to guide us onto our own path of unlocking our creativity and deepening our connection to our higher self. So let's start with the most simplest, most obvious question. What is art? When do we discover the concept of art? And when do we become more conscious of it? For me, art, it just goes hand in hand with creativity. I give art lessons and basically I created a space for young people express themselves because art is an expression of joy and creativity and using color color is a healing you know the vibration of blue and different colors have different healing uh, it's like fine-tuning a guitar and being guided by my guidance and my guides and my higher self gave me the codes of what each color means I haven't been taught any of this. Most of the stuff I go and read afterwards and go, oh, right, that's true. So it's been quite a journey for me just working intuitively, just auto, I think what people call automatic writing. And that has been really interesting to then get the messages straight from my higher, my higher self, my guides. Yeah, but I mean, art to me is just about creativity. It's not art per se. I mean, you can be... You can create art by just by cooking. So for me, I, I never define art as the painting, you know. Art is the process of creating something new, of transforming through your own lens. And I love that you mentioned the colors. Do you think on some level, children already have that awareness of what colors mean, even before they get to know what they actually mean? 
it's really interesting though because I often had, um, especially the younger kids, they come in and the first thing they do is they take all the colors and they mix them together. And that always, for me, was an indication that they needed more of that in their life. So they were so anxious to absorb the color. And what I used to always say, and I say to my clients or whatever, breathe the color in. So really, when you see a beautiful color, like a rose, I mean, flowers are gorgeous to do. Have a look at that color and actually breathe the color in and bring it into almost like a meditative kind of feeling because that will um, help you to attune. So most of my paintings, my healing paintings are specific colors. And that's because it comes in on that specific vibrationally color that will help to correct you know I hate the word heal it's to correct a vibrationary lack in your system Mm, that's a great example of the playful spirit that children have when they put all the colors together it's almost like intuitively they know they belong together and it's very symbolic of the division we see in the world we are picking on people because they're different instead of seeing us as the colors that belong together yeah I look at the world and I kind of think oh goodness you guys have got it so wrong it's like we have been seen from all the different uh, parts of the universe to come onto earth to try and work together and Mm -hmm. um yeah at times we're failing dismally but I kind of feel like we are winning so you know I'm the eternal optimist I believe that I'm one of the souls who is committed to coming down to help people so my sort of like with my payoff line type of thing, I was like, I'm here to activate your remembrance. So for me, I really want to help people to remember their soul lineage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and their ability to create. Yeah. Everyone has and the ability to create. Art was my starting point. Yeah, art was my starting point. Art was how I, I always knew I had to paint. So I was born to two parents who were artists. My father was a potter, my mother was a painter and a sculptor and very creative. So I always knew that I was going to go into the arts and the artistic side. It's in your lineage to do that. You set your life up as a soul so that you will do the learning that you have sort of almost mapped out for you. A lot of my big paintings, my commission paintings are soul maps for clients and the coding on that is mm-hmm. for them on a subconscious level to stay more on their soul path but anyway getting off topic <laughs> no no it's it's very on brand <laughs> because the next question i have for you is is all art source and since we're all innately able to create we're all connected to source at all times and We've mentioned that in previous episodes that we lose that connection with source over time because of the programming that society is giving us. Because mm. on some level, this version of life that we're experiencing is designed to disconnect us so that we can play by their rules and completely forget why we're here. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we've lost uh, the connection to stillness. And um, obviously with art, that really helps you to connect in with your inner voice, your inner wisdom and your inner remembrance. The artistic side, whether it's gardening or being a creative form, the whole outside world falls away. So I think we're being asked more and more to go into quietness. And a lot of people have misinterpreted that as in, oh, I must meditate. And we're so frenetic. We've created such a busy world. And we're so busy looking at what everybody else is doing and 
you know, I, I make it my business to obviously know what's going on, but I don't get sucked into it because my guides have always said, bring it in now, right now, because then everything else falls away and then it gets clear. The next step forward on your journey will become so much clearer when you just bring it into the now. And then you don't start stressing and getting upset. You get overwhelmed and all the other problems that start with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And art then doesn't become a form of escapism. It becomes something that you're consciously creating as part of your mission, as part of your daily steps. Everything that we touch, everything that we create, we have to be very mindful of that. And I think going forward, people are going to realize that that is being grown with intention, grown with love, grown with this vibrational, high vibrational feeling more nutritious for us and you know etc etc you can extrapolate that 100 and something that you said around feeling cold to meditate a little bit more i think we're all experiencing this need to be away from the noise because we're realizing there's so much noise but very few people are practicing the art of being in a state of awe being in a state of awe of all that is around us and that could be flowers that could be bees that could be the food that we're eating the food that we're growing and that is helping us connect to source exactly it's call to slow down everything needs to slow down and it doesn't mean that you have to jump off and you're never on the internet and you you know you leave instagram or all the social media and you don't like you know you have to go and sit on top of a hill and that's mm-hmm. not the real world part of the plan is to work through comfort of having all this happening at the same time but it's also part of your learning to have the boundaries hey this is getting too busy and I need Mm -hmm. time to reconnect into nature even more than usual. Absolutely. There's this quote um, that art without art is just eh. (laughs) And that's, you know, quite interesting to look at the world. If you think art can be just found in museums or in shops, or you can look at everything around you as a form of art and as a form of inspiration for you to create that art. I just think life is just this amazing thing. Yes, we have our challenges, but it's how we ride it is mm-hmm. going to be the, the idea. Um, it's how we manage the tidal wave. It's like going down a river. If we surrender, right, but if we fight and struggle, usually we get stuck in the reeds and sink. And many of us are like spar seeds and stuff like that, which we've contracted specifically to do that, to awaken others. It's a big task. And, you know, we contract to come down quite often. It's not something that you just do lightly, but it is a privilege. You know, we, we really are here to experience what full joy is, what full pain is, what ecstasy is. You know, all the, all the things that we get to experience, we're able to send back the codes of that to our higher selves in different dimensions so much quicker. You know, sometimes you get clients who really are struggling and they don't want to be here. And I kind of go, well, you, you might as well start this lifetime because you're going to come back again. Yes. So yeah. I do believe a lot of it is mindset. We have this power within us to change our trajectory, to change everything around us if we want to. I couldn't agree more. And I love that you said something around going against the stream where people are kind of experiencing tougher moments in life, challenges, you know, loss, heartache, heartbreak, and they can't seem to go back with the flow, move with the flow. And I think that sometimes the waves kind of 
overtake us and push us under the ocean so that we remember that we're swimmers. We're, we're not going to drown. Yeah. So if we just um, surrender to experience it and know that, you know, this too shall pass. I think a lot of people hold on to stuff a lot. And, and I think that's, that's just uh, soul learning, you know. And, and that's why I say everybody's got a journey to live. It's, it's been my mission to raise my visions so that I can help others to raise theirs. And I have made this my quest that people, if they just sit in front of the painting and they just absorb it's on the painting, they mm-hmm. will raise their vibration. The intention was there when I did it as well, but I also believe that. I, I love that you just mentioned your paintings because that's the next part of the conversation. And that is a download I got when I was preparing the slides is that the difference between the 3D art and the galactic art or multidimensional art is that 3D art is limited to the 3D world. So whatever you see, you can replicate it or you get the inspiration from whatever is in front of you. Whereas the galactic art is kind of these downloads or these connections to the things that we cannot see or perceive with our senses, but we feel them, we know them, and they take us somewhere. They help us travel. It's like a portal that gets opened. So while you're engaging with the art, you can access the information or you can access parts of yourself. Subconscious, yeah. Subconscious portal with coding and opportunity to move through into a high vibration that portal. Yes, 100%. And your role is as the person that organizes these trips, these field trips to people who are ready to unlock more of their potential or heal a part of themselves that, you know, they don't even know it's hurting, but it's calling for them. Pay attention to me. Take a look here. Journal about this. Absolutely. And if you have that painting up all the time, you will keep being drawn to it. You know, my first seven paintings in this style, you know, when I got awakened, they had codes on top. And the, they gave me this list of things first, love and light, peace and serenity, and the list was seven of them. And then they gave me the colors that needed to go with it. And then they said, okay, now paint those and do the coding on top. And I just followed what I was told. And then it evolved into, and now you can access into the Pleiadians. And these are the colors that we want you to use because this is the vibrational healing will come from those colors specifically. Yeah, so I've picked three of your paintings and I would love to hear more about the connection you have with them or the messages behind them or something that you want to say to anyone that's watching this video or listening to this conversation that comes across it because every message, every art that comes into our life comes at the right time. So there must be something, you know, for people to discover. So the first one is... The first portal is the portal to the Divine Feminine. This painting is all about empowerment. So there's so many women on this planet, and I mean men too, but, you know, specifically one of my kind of real loves is empowering women and when I painted this painting I was working with Green Tara and all the fabulous divine goddesses that had overcome remember they came down onto earth and lived lives and overcame their obstacles and when you tap into their energy their energetics help you to sort of overcome obstacles that you are facing if you need more empowerment you want to have strength compassion and Kuan Yin is also in the part of this painting on my website you can go and have a look at the art and then you'll read about what each painting has and what it channels and embodies and the divine feminine is very special I've even done an auric spray for the divine feminine and a scarf that you can wear 
from the artwork because the, even the colors, the colors are deep purple and pinks and uh, magenta. And that is all about the love vibration. But it's love of self. It's uplifting self so that we see ourselves as goddesses who are able to withstand say criticism that type any kind of thing that is is taking away from your your goddess like energy and goddess doesn't mean to say that you're amazing and you're gorgeous or whatever some are like Kali Kali the goddess Kali was strong and fearsome and she licked the demons or the blood of her demons she is portrayed in the eastern philosophy as being really like ferocious and because she kicked her demons down mm-hmm. um, and it's that energy that you tap into when you have a look at this painting and you access this painting and a lot of the coding on this painting is very it's subtle and you look at it and you kind of go like I don't understand it but there is a portal within this painting and if you look at this painting enough with the intention of connecting in with the goddess energy yep. you will access it yeah, and it's uh, the Divine Feminine is the great protector. If you think about the Divine Feminine as the protector that protects the inner child, but also her children. And you can even compare it to Mother Nature. Mother Nature wants to protect its children. The Divine Feminine is that same energy that wants to be abundant, that wants to be protective, that wants to breathe life into things and protect that life. But what would be your advice to men tapping into their Divine Feminine? Because there's a Divine Masculine energy and Divine Feminine within all of us as well. And I think this is where we're kind of lacking some of that Connection. It's all about the balance of the masculine and feminine. You know, I'm pulling in a lot more masculine energy in this lifetime. So there's a lot more forcefulness going forward yeah. and that type of stuff. But the vulnerability without losing your strength, that is the secret, you know. So it's, it's, it's I think for, for men, probably dr- tapping into the more the vulnerable side without thinking that you're weak. When I did do this painting, there was a big correction in my attitude towards being, and I've had things happen to me in this lifetime, to help me become more vulnerable without seeing it as being just weak. Yeah, That softness, you know, and it's not a vulnerability, it's a softness and a softening and a compassion without losing my strength because women have been persecuted all through our lives, you know, all through our previous, I mean, if you look at history, oh my God, it's like scary. The divine feminine has to rise up, but not in a masculine Mm -hmm. way. So I, I, I believe that men are still the protectors, the providers. I believe that that is how they are in the true form and the happiest form is when they're protecting and providing and without dominating. And the woman is the soft and the nurturing, but she can only be that if she's totally in trust of knowing that she's protected and supported. So many of the women today are trying to be in the masculine and trying to, you know, I can do exactly what a man does, da 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 da, and I can meet you equal. And I'm, we're not, we're different, but we connect one another and we balance one another so beautifully without having to compete. Yeah, and vulnerability requires strength as well to show your emotions at the expense of almost being able to be attacked a little bit more, but that's the only way that we can truly connect to expose our vulnerabilities. And if we want to reach that point of being able to appreciate the world and one another, we need to have that vulnerability. We need to embrace our emotions. And it's not just women that are impacted. I think men have also been kind of 
demonized for having emotions when we have men oh, don't cry. <laughs> well, absolutely. We've had all these men don't cry. But the thing is, the pendulum has swung now too far. Now we've got all these sort of men that have been dominated by their moms and mm. they are not being encouraged to be that masculine in their masculine. So, yeah, I see that a lot. And hopefully we'll all evolve at a good rate. I just hope women don't dominate totally because that would be so sad. I agree. I agree. And I think there's a lot to explore when you open the Divine Feminine portal. It's a huge portal for healing. It's as massive. <laughs> it's massive for men and for women because we're all basically mm -hmm. made up together. It's got to be balanced within each other. With each of us, we have to have the balance of the masculine and the feminine correctly. Yeah, and learn to appreciate our differences because that's yeah. exactly how we step into our element. The second portal that we have is the portal to the Lemurian consciousness, mm. which has a different energy than the first portal. And okay. I'd love to hear more about your experience bringing this into the physical world. Okay. So the Lemurian type of energy is all about the unity consciousness. So it's all about doing things together. The Lemurians were very much, I don't know if, you, if you've ever seen uh, birds flying in the sky in a formation, mm -hmm. and if one drops down, they sort of manage to meld that bird up into the, and they keep them into, so the whole group will slow down to, to compensate and then lift that bird so that they all fly together. And that is kind of the ethos of Lemuria and Lemurian consciousness and very much based in Christ consciousness. So when I painted this painting, I was deeply connected into earth because the Lemurians were very connecting. They're very connected into the earth. So there is greens and golds and um, oranges, very creative. And the portal with going within this will be expanding you into grounding, getting very much more grounded, very much more nature-based. And even the spray that um, when I channeled the emotional aspects of the essential oils that I created in the spray, in the auric spray, it's got cloves in it. It's a very grounding auric spray. And this painting specifically is really fascinating because when I do the, the artwork behind, um, I use ink and droppers and there's a, a picture of a woman in front but it's really interesting if you turn the painting upside down there's a picture of a man and that was totally spirit-based there's no you know I can't manipulate I don't manipulate my biggest thing is not controlling it was one of my biggest lessons to learn was to not try and control when I painted because bringing coding in you can't control it. It's got to be absolutely natural and to allow the energy to flow when you drip the paint over the top was that's where the real coding is. I love that. And I love that you said the word grounding because we are grounding our connection with our higher selves, but we're also grounding our connection to one another because in the spiritual realm, we're all connected. We're already connected and we're finding ourselves to that level of connection here in the physical world because there's a lot of division even among family members and friends there's still that division where we're maybe more focused on the 3d world and that's what creates that division but when we open our hearts when we open our souls to one another the conversations Absolutely. everything just shifts in a way that unites us without having to speak it's almost like telepathy in some way 
Well, that's the thing is it's that unity consciousness, which is I love you and I accept you no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I understand your differences. And that was is what Christ in his energetic form is what he brings in, is that beautiful vibration of total oneness and love and loving everybody. And so, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a fabulous painting. It's quite special, that one. Yeah, and I would say this is a perfect portal for people that are ready to step into leadership and kind of be community leaders because the ability to channel that Lemurian consciousness is only going to create more impactful, more supportive communities because unity consciousness is about recognizing we're all one. And even if you're struggling to communicate something with someone, it's because there's that inner turmoil. But if you are a leader or if you want to help through your leadership skills, you have the ability and the power to support people as they're fighting their own battles, inside battles. Absolutely. And that compassionate, um, you know, cross-compassion and that consciousness of, of just um, being very understanding and stuff. But I mean, every single one of these paintings of mine, you can buy them online as a digital print. I mean, these paintings are huge. They're like two meters by one meter. Most of my paintings are really large. But if you have a print and you put it up and you maybe even do it like an altar, you know, and today I'm going to, for this week, I'm going to work on my grounding and I put the altar up and maybe you put some lovely grounding crystals like smoky quartz. So you can use some smoky quartz and any other grounding crystals and you can build your little altar around that. So every time you look at the painting, you understanding this is my intention. This is what I want. I want to ground into this kind of energy. The paintings can be used in so many ways. These are open portals. It's your intention that activates them in, in some Absolutely. way. Absolutely. They're activators, but you need to to want to activate. You know, mm -hmm. you need to yeah. it, it's got to be something that you really do want. Or your soul will be opening you into that so that yes. you, you won't understand why you're drawn to drawn to mm -hmm. this, but you keep getting coming back to it. And that takes us to our third portal, which is the Pleiadian Stardust. Mm -hmm which to Perfect. me is a very playful energy, but I'll, I'll let you guide us into this portal. Okay, so, so the Pleiadian um, stardust, basically the Pleiadians are the ones that have lived a life as close to Earth as you know as it, what they understand they understand how what it's like to live on earth and a lot of people say oh i'm pleiadian well yes an aspect of you and you will be pulling more pleiadian energy so i'm pulling a lot more pleiadian energy into this lifetime because i shine i want to talk about it i'm bright i'm happy and that energetic vibration surrounds me all the time so it's very much an uplifting kind of painting it is tapping into a very uplifting lifting lighter energies you know we can't raise our vibration if we're sitting in the lower realms of heavy vibration and the lower vibrations so this painting specifically is here just to uplift and tap into the Pleiadian energy and like I said they're the ones who understand everything that we're going through so they actually facilitate most of the light codes and energy that's coming into earth because they know how to channel it through and it comes through there they're amazing, amazing um, energy to work with. Very blues. Even when I, I do my meditations, I'm always, you know, whenever I connect in with the Pleiadian energy, it's always like a light blue type of energetic 
vibration. And there's also a little bit of silver and, and obviously the white in the coating. But that fan in the middle, which you can see, that is definitely a portal. You know, it's a portal to go through. And I mean, I've written a book. For six years, I channeled information to raise my vibration. And then when I, I said, okay, I'm going to, I got the message, I've got to write, write the book. I've got to use the quotes and put the artworks. So it's Raise Your Vibe with Michelle Courage, Light Encoded Galactic Messages and Artworks. And you can imagine, I've done a lot of artworks and I said, oh, what am I going to use as the cover? And it was instant Pleiadian energy. Mm -hmm. So the Pleiadian energy is on the cover as well. I got told to use that for the book. And every channeled information and every code, or I call them codes, but it's basically a vibrational message, was paired with an artwork. And I did all, because I was an ex-graphic designer, I used to be in advertising, I actually did all the artworks and everything because I wanted to make sure that the vibration of this book was so high that the only people that actually handled it were the printers and I chose mm -hmm. them really specifically they were based in Auckland um, because obviously I'm based in New Zealand I mean you can get it printed uh, through Amazon so it is on Amazon but yeah it's just the messages around here and each one has been put with an artwork so yeah it's um it's been a journey to have the courage, and I chuckle about that because my, mm -hmm. my surname is Courage, and the universe has like a bit of a, like a sixth sense of humor here because, you know, for me to have courage to actually talk about this because it took me a long time to say out loud and trust that this wasn't just me and my imagination, <laughs> which mm. I've come to learn. Imagination is a fabulous thing because the imagination is exactly how we connect into the realms. I can't tell you the amount of times I've heard believe in yourself. That was the message I kept receiving in the beginning of the journey because it was genuinely all happening internally. This shift from the 3D to the 4D to the 5D, unlocking the timelines, unlocking the gifts, receiving the downloads. And it's not even one awakening. It's been years of awakenings and years of learning to trust yourself with that guidance. But it's yours. It's it's literally guidance to you. And totally, because, you know, when, when, when I asked my guides uh, one time, I was really doubting. And I said to them, you know, I, I, I wrote and I said, please, just tell me who, who, who am I dealing with here? You know, because for me, uh, a lot of people channel different um, sort of guides and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And yep. the, the, the message came through, I'm working with my, I specifically am working with my 12th dimensional highest self. So my highest self that has risen to the highest level because we've got different levels of, of yep. different beings you know there's a Pleiadian self and a Lemurian self but my highest being is a 12th dimensional being and then I realized like if I'm channeling that 12th dimensional being that being is never going to give me the wrong information mm -hmm. yeah and because I write because I do automatic writing it's very very specific it's not uh it can't be my interpretation and that's what I do for my clients as well so when clients want to do a soul alignment session I channel I get in touch with their higher self and their higher self channels through me the next steps in their channeling in their soul alignment 
So the yeah, ascension it's, journey. It's been, yes, exactly. So it's really, um, it's been a really a fascinating journey. But the art is what kickstarted, what activated everything for me. The way that I see us going forward with the mass awakening, the ascension journey, and all of us kind of raising our collective consciousness is that we're here to learn from one another. We're not here to continue the years of prosecution and uh, and kind of chasing and hunting down and blaming people to be the, the you know the the villains and the the victims. Mm. We're here to learn from one another and I keep being guided to this message. Even bullies have stories to tell. And Absolutely. when we talk about the levels of consciousness that are lower level, they still have experience that is valuable that we can learn from as long as they're open to sharing it and using that experience not to create more oppression, but to kind of create the oh, space for understanding. Grow. Yeah, we all grow through our, our shitty experiences. So, you know, and we either grow shittily or we grow in a better way, you know. So we either get <laughs> resentful and, and bitter and twisted about it mm. or we kind of like learn from it and then become yeah. a lot more compassionate. And um, so, yeah, I think... Um, rise of the divine feminine is going to be huge i believe and it's not a feminine as in just woman it's rise of yes. the divine feminine energy mm -hmm. is going to be huge yeah within oneself and mm -hmm. going back to the pleiadian stardust who would you recommend this portal to what kind of energy would would um, someone be I, in the mindset I, of inviting i think it's a beautiful energy to start with Number one, if you wanted to start um, with this type of work, it's a great uh, sort of meditative type of painting. I also believe that it's for people that are struggling mentally to access happiness and joy and a lighter energy around them. I think the Pleiadian energy is the entry-level one for people to really raise their vibration. Um, the Pleiadian one is the go-to. It's my go-to. I, I just love it. It uplifts me every time. It's very playful. That's the first word that came to mind when I saw it. This is very playful. It almost looks like a map. It almost looks like you're going on a quest, you know, and, and you're going to find some treasures. <laughs> yes, it's a yeah. star map. It's basically like a soul map. Uh, my guides explained the sort of destiny points, almost like a star map. So we have destiny points in our lifetime where we've contracted and we said, okay, fine, we really want to get to the, to that point and it's a destiny star kind of thing. But to go through it, it's like a vortex we have to be slightly uncomfortable and mm -hmm. and there'll be a challenge to get through it. But if we have the courage and the bravery to get through it, we come out of it, number one, in a higher vibration, much more understanding. And then we have the opportunity to change our trajectory to a, another higher level of learning rather than staying stuck in the same sort of learning curve or, or circle. Repeating the cycles, yeah. Yes. And I mean, it's it's also one of the reasons why we have to try and stop child sort of like pornography and all that type of stuff, because then the children are born into that cycle where they need to try and break it before they can mm -hmm. move on to another level. Yes. So they'll come yeah. back into the next lifetime doing that same pattern until yeah. they can break out of it. It is the corrupted code that needs to be removed from the system so that we don't keep on exactly. boarding the same exactly. type of experiences. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. So souls don't have to keep reliving that to try and fix that. Yeah, so on the topic of multidimensional art, how would you explain that to somebody who's, you know, kind of awakening to their spiritual gifts to understand there's more than just the 3D world and guiding them to the other side? 
I, I personally think that asking someone to be a lot more open about an art piece and to understand that an art piece carries a vibrational energy. So there'll be some painting you really resonate with and others that you, and that will more than likely be the energetics of the painter and the situation that the painter was in, especially when it's not three or multi-dimensional art or as in like not a flat painting, you know, of a certain thing. But even those carry a vibration. I think be very aware of what you like and what so many people will jump on the same bandwagon and say, I like that. And then the other person will say, I like that. And then that becomes like a famous painting. When I kind of feel words carry vibrational connections and they've lost the real intrinsic meaning of them. So paintings are the same. So be very aware and more open when when you're looking at a painting to see how it makes you feel. Each person will see and receive different codes from a different paintings. Being open to that, the fact that a painting can definitely change your vibrational energetic form. Be aware of that and just be open towards it. Yeah, and one of the, the messages that we're receiving right now is that when we go to the museums, we see these huge war paintings and we see this violence portrayed in the museums. And unfortunately, that is, again, designed to keep us at a lower level of consciousness, frequency, vibration, so that we leave that museum thinking, oh, we must protect our country. <laughs> As if, exactly. you know, exactly. there is war going and I on think still. the artists, you know, many of those artists were starving and they had they, they, they had to do those paintings. They weren't yes. allowed to mm-hmm. do the paintings that they really, truly wanted to. Yes. And the ones, the, every now and again, you had one, one or two artists that said, screw you, I'm going to do what I want. Look at Jackson Pollock. He's my greatest imp- inspiration mm. because he just dripped paint. And, you know, he was doing codes all over that. I think personally some of the coding was probably a bit mixed up because he did struggle with addiction and he probably went through highs and lows. Yes, and if I had yeah. to tune into each painting of his, I could probably figure out when he was in a good space and Mm -hmm. when he wasn't. So yeah, I think really be very aware of that. Revering paintings just because everybody says that they are, those are the paintings that everybody should revere. Be really, see what's happening in your heart. If you love the little sunflower painting that your daughter painted, then understand that that's probably, there's something there in Mm -hmm. her that was literally just pulling in so much light and when kids paint there's always joy and happiness or most of the time there's joy and happiness in their paintings they use lots of color and it's because they're channeling that in, inner joy that inner happiness that untainted vibration there's something that you mentioned around you know the the shifting of the energetic state i think as the channelers as the people that are open vessels for the messages to come through our field can get hijacked so we can get information from somewhere that is not the right source, especially if we're under the influence of alcohol, of drugs, even, you know, a diet that is quite toxic. What you consume changes your vibration. We have to to be so aware. I mean, my, I have been obsessed with raising my vibration. So for me, I I won't read the news. Um, I'm not, you know, totally oblivious to what's happening, but Mm -hmm. I won't sit on it and dwell on it. And if it keeps coming back, I'll cut the ties. I'll ask Archangel Michael to come in with his silver sword. And I literally cut all the energetic ties around me to 
um, stop me, keep thinking and keep going back because mm-hmm. that energetic will have a tie and it'll keep dragging you back in. So using the tools that we have sort of access to to keep our vibration really high or go and do something that makes you happy and sometimes we do need somebody to help us to clear, you know, to help us yes. um, energetically mm-hmm. clear something. But again, be very aware of who you use and who you connect in with, because if their vibration isn't that high, it can affect you. Mm. So the way that we talked about your art as a portal to healing, a portal to unity consciousness, a portal to be more playful, welcoming joy. Would you say there are artists today and maybe even in the past that have created these portals to darkness that we should be mindful of? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think there's a lot of film at the moment that is doing that. Again, check in and see how it makes you feel. And unfortunately, there are some people that are in that vibration that makes them feel good. Uh, they don't even know it because, you know, they're yeah. in that vibration. So it's feeding that vibrational energy. So, yeah, be very aware of what you're feeding, what you're listening to, the words behind songs. You know, there's some songs that I just know that are so uplifting and they're just beautiful, the beautiful. And then there are other songs that are really angry and aggressive and, yeah, I'm very aware of what goes in. And if I'm watching something like that, I'm very aware of, that I am, I watch it on another level that it doesn't permeate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Take in. a step um, back almost. Absolutely. You're kind of watching it from through a screen, you know. And if I think about the film the next day, then I'm very aware of the fact that I need to cut my ties. Mm-hmm. And I normally, every time I have a shower, I will cut my ties. Or if I'm feeling yes. like something's kind of just. If the thought that you're thinking is always kind of negative, understand that you've been, I won't say compromised, but it is compromised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you need to clear your aura. You need to clear your energetics. You need to go outside and ground, take your shoes off. Even if you go and lie flat on the ground, I mm-hmm. often do that. I go and lie flat on the ground and I ask the earth to please absorb all the negative energy out of me. And with just with that intention, that will yes. help. I, mm-hmm. I can't pass a big tree without hugging the hell out of the tree because, you know, trees are just the most amazing majestic energies there's plenty of ways to clear your energy and also be very mindful of hanging out with the wrong kind of people wrong kind of people is the wrong word but I explained it to my daughter when she was growing up I said how do you feel when you walk away from that person she said oh mom she's always picking on me and I said well you know you don't have to cut her out of your life what you can do is just spend Best time with her. How do you feel when you're with this person? She said, oh, you know what? I feel so happy and we always had such a lovely mm-hmm. time and we chat so much. So spend more time with that person. It's simple. Yeah. It's a simple recipe. It is simple, yeah. And what you said around being compromised with these negative thoughts or something that is repetitive, that is of negative connotation, that is not advancing your growth because not everything that is negative is not advancing or not all darkness is bad but if something's kind of nagging at you it's attacking you that is a form of energetic attack that we don't talk about that we should be mindful of and when it if it's attacking you you need to kind of track it back to where it entered your life so that you close the door so that that door is closed forever for, for for example we have a road in front of us it's a farm road so a lot of motorcyclists use this farm road and about two three months ago we had a major accident where a young guy got hit by a car here and obviously I was on the on 
right here. It was down just down the road for me. I went out there and I kept on thinking about it. And for the weeks afterwards, every time the thought came in, I cut the cord and I sent him love. And, you know, everybody in the situation, I sent them love, but I cut the cord. And I said, I don't want to think about it anymore. Because what it does is it's trying to grab into you and pull yes. you under into that kind of vibrational thinking. Oh, it could happen to me. I could be in a car mm-hmm. accident. Or, gee, was, could have been my friend. Could have been my family. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it could have been my daughter or my husband or whatever. And the fear kind of sits in you when I drive a car oh god I must be careful like you know he just got hit by a random car it's that kind of stuff where we need to empty and cut off and it's not spiritual Mm -hmm. bypassing like some people say it's mindfully keeping your thoughts pure and high vibrational Mm -hmm. go and turn the music up loud to a song that you absolutely love that you just can't not be happy about to shift you out of that vibration Yes, moving the body is important, but what you also mentioned is send that person love, send that situation love, because love is the most transformational thing. And even if you got betrayed, even if you got backstabbed, even if something, someone intentionally hurt you, send them love, because only hurt people hurt people, and therefore they're struggling with something that they cannot rise from, but you Mm -hmm. can. So as the person that is higher, send them love to bring them to your level, don't... Don't go to the oh, lower totally. level. And, and I mean, often those people have contracted to come to you to give you that lesson. You know, um, mm. if you have someone that really triggers you, you have to have a look at why you're being triggered like that. Why are you reacting? Because it's your healing. It's not yeah. them. It's not about them. Mm-hmm. It's not their healing. It's not got to anything to do with them and what they're doing to you. It's the vibration that you are holding, that you are susceptible to them. Bring it back to you and take an action based on what you can do right now. Exactly. What can you clear? What can you do? How can you change your mindset, attitude, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. And embodying that Christ consciousness, because it is that ability to transform and transmute any situation. There's so many energies that can help you with that. You can call on Kuan Yin energy because she is the absolute goddess of compassion. So you can ask Kuan Yin if you're needing some that strength and that absolute like fuck off energy, excuse my language if anybody's upset about that. You can call on Kali. Kali has got this major energy that can basically just tell it to go. Uh, Embody that energy. um, Bring her in. Put an altar up for her. um, Think about her. Read more. That's how I step into that kind of energy. If I'm wanting that kind of energy, I will go and read up about Kali or I'll go and read up about Kuan Yin and I'll watch videos of other people who've been talking about Kuan Yin yes. or music around it. And that you step into that vibrationally field and that mm. field will start mixing with yours and empty out the crappy energy and bring in the, the beautiful energy. It's almost like these cords that you're cutting to the negative things. You're almost sending cords out to the other energies so that you can get some of their inspiration exactly. because I we're inspiring people, but yeah. we need it too. Yeah. I want the juice from Kuan Yin, that beautiful energy that she's so strong, but she's so compassionate and so soft about it, or whatever energy that you want to embody. Beautiful. So being a galactic artist, how would you define it? How would you define your uh, role description to somebody? <laughs> 
Oh, God. I really struggled with that. I basically feel like I'm activating your remembrance through my art and my paintings and the codes that I bring in. So um, for me, um, any energy that I encounter, I could put into a painting to bring in that vibrational activation for others to access. Co-creating with the universe was what came to mind. And I think that applies to any creative person because they're open to receiving that inspiration and using it. But galactic artist just adds another level. It does. I mean, it it does. And I think more and more people are starting to become open towards it. But you can imagine when I first started doing this, what a closed mindset I even got Mm -hmm. from the healers and the the people who were already on their journey. Uh, It was just so far such a such a stretch but I think it's it's definitely becoming more and more easy people are there's so Mm -hmm. many more people that are much more open and people that I never thought would ever reach these I mean I met a lady this weekend who literally is an older lady and in four years she is now channeling and doing whatever and I mean that is amazing yes that that Mm -hmm. awakening that is that mass awakening that's happening now is just incredible Fabulous. People are restoring their connection to their higher self, to the universe, to God, to their understanding of what their highest good means and what they can bring into the universe with their gifts. Mm-hmm. Everyone has unique gifts and even oh, looking after trees and, and you know farming, mm-hmm. that is such an abundant way for you to embody your higher totally. self and look after nature. Totally. Yeah, and it's it's trusting those gifts and trusting your calling and sort of being strong enough and having the courage to say, hey, I'm going to be a you know galactic artist. It takes courage. It takes a lot of Yes, to, to yes. sort of go against the, the norm of, oh, you know, what kind of art do you do? Well, I'm a, an abstract artist. I take it further than that. There's a lot of things that are becoming falling by the wayside because they're not the description that they are, that they used to be. No, no. And that's the thing. We are limitless. Our consciousness, our potential, our souls, they're limitless. We are limited in the 3D world. But what we've forgotten is that we can create our own rules and we can create our own labels. Well, I believe that a lot of us and myself, I really believe that I'm anchoring in a new energy, a new energy into the earth, a new way of living. And many of us are starting to anchor that in. So we're Mm -hmm. living that embodiment so that we anchor that vibration into the earth. So it becomes normal for others to slip into that. So when the younger generation comes through, they've got an upgraded system already. For them, it just becomes normal. Well, why wouldn't you be a galactic? Yes. <laughs> you know, like, like why? what's so special about that? The fact that we had to fight through exactly. vibrational mm-hmm. energies to try and anchor that in, mm-hmm. you know, but that's exactly what we signed up for. Yes, and that is us being the cycle breakers that are defending our position. We're going to bring that change because if we don't, if we choose not to make that transition, we're going to spend our time complaining. Oh, this world does not accept a galactic artist. This world does not talk about spirituality. Well, let's start talking about spirituality. Let's call ourselves these things and let's normalize yes. them because that's how we bring well, the that's change. The thing. I think being much more vocal about it, but you know, we're living in a time now where we can't afford to be vocal. I know I've had lifetimes where 
gets chopped off because I was a healer. I've been burnt at the stake. I've been hunted through the in the woods. You, you know, we all have, if any of us are lucky enough to remember some of our mm-hmm. lifetimes, we will know the persecution that has happened yes. and that has yeah. um, made us into the fearful, uh, scared of talking about it. Many of our throat chakras are closed because or mm-hmm. shut down because we remember or part of our cells and DNA remember the persecution. Yes, it's a traumatic imprint and it's not from this lifetime, it's from previous lifetimes. And maybe it did manifest in this lifetime so that we can remember some of it. But So we can clear it. So we can clear exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't to punish us. And that is the point where people need the assistance because they think, why is this happening to me? Why did this happen to me? And that is the, the switch when you reclaim your power and you say, ah, I remember, <laughs> which is exactly, exactly what you're always to help people on their remembrance journey, as you said. And uh, I'm I'm very mindful of the time. I'm absolutely loving our chat because everything that we're talking about (laughs) is exactly what I've been passionate about. And I think there's a lot of people out there in the world that don't have anyone to talk about these ideas. They're just Mm -hmm. awakening. They're just remembering. They're just discovering these resources. They are excited, but they don't have anyone in their community to talk about. We've all been there at some point. Um, And I think podcasts like that, content like that, art like that is helping us find each other and start these Well, this is the thing. Spaces. I mean, I've, I, I have had my, my podcast has been going uh, for a while. Um, uh, it's called Raise Your Vibe with Michelle. But I haven't done much with it for a little while. I've had like quite a hiatus away from it because we moved and da, 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 da. But that podcast, even I go back to some of the messages mm-hmm. because a lot of the messages are channeled. And yes. that's the thing. Yeah. The more we talk about this and the more we hear from others and their experiences and, you know, the new season of my podcast will be about me actually embodying and how I navigate with the high vibration and when the low vibration sets in, how I navigate through that and and we need to hear from others and how they're doing it because we learn that way yeah 100 and we allow us we give ourselves the space for us to channel more of our potential even if we're not aware of it while we're talking we're constantly channeling these golden nuggets that we can come back to and listen to them because as you said i go back to things i've written years ago especially on my awakening journey i went through every single poem and essay and i was like Oh my God, these are clues. I was sending me clues Absolutely. from the past as my future it's like self. like this little soul net that you've been following. And yes. it's so, it's so amazing. It was magical. You know? and if it was can, magical. If we can help fast track others um, yes. that they don't have to go through all the steps that we had. I mean, that's what we're kind of contracting to do so mm-hmm. that the next generation comes in and they just do it so much quicker. And you can see the new generation. They are, I mean, my daughter is like an upgraded me she doesn't get attached to people she believes in herself she's so way more far ahead than I was at her age and that is just it's so fabulous to see it's um, heartbreaking because I kind of look at I go oh my god it took me so long to break that chain or that cycle and yet she's come in but I also have to be understanding of the fact that we've done so much work there's so so much work absolutely absolutely Mm. It gives you a sense of peace, I would say. There's a little bit of that trigger, that that inner child within you is like, oh, why didn't I get that? But it's also, I know that if I come back, it's going to be amazing because I wouldn't Even have better. to go through all these. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I yeah. mean, we're living at the best time ever in this world. Statistically, you know, we are living at the best time ever 
over the mm-hmm. many years that this planet has been. So yeah. it's going to be even better. My thoughts go out to people who, who, who are doing it tough and taking strain. Know that you can get through this. Your soul has a plan. And I would say for all the creative people out there that are, you know, creating art, writing poems, recording movies, shooting things, and it's not going anywhere. Think of it as your training. Think of it as something that you're collecting and that you will find the clues in there as well totally. from and a future remember, perspective. You could easily be laying the foundation for your next lifetime. That is also true. You, you don't know what kind of lifetime you came from as well. You might have had a very exactly. difficult lifetime. So now you get so you to may be, a be putting a whole new foundation in for the next lifetime, you know. So so please, we don't all have to be famous. Um, you know, my guides have always said to me, understand the ripple effect is huge. So you may not think that you are making a difference to what the extent that you want to. But the little person, you know, that you bumped into that you Mm -hmm. said hi how are you you're looking fantastic today you shifted her vibration or his vibration that little beautiful little vibration ripples out into the world Mm. make no mistake it's massive because that fame that people glamorize is the fame in the 3d world where people know you as the vessel but they don't know you're so, but you are already famous in the spiritual realm for reconnecting lost souls back to themselves, back to source, because some of these souls that are here that are awakening, they've been hijacked to the dark side. And I mean Mm -hmm. that dark side that is oppressive, that isn't of growth. And by them awakening, they are not going to stay there in that prison where their souls are trapped. They're going to return to their proper home, whether that's, you know, closer to the Lemurian consciousness or just a higher vibration. Yeah, they're just mm-hmm. going to be vibration. in a higher vibration. And that high vibration is is the optimal because what you are pushing out in your vibration, you will be attracting that beautiful, lovely, loving vibration back in. The, the more you work on raising your vibration, the more the most amazing stuff comes back for you. I agree. And... This is a great opportunity for us to look at your natal birth chart as a galactic artist and how it all connects. Because when I was putting together all the pieces, I thought everything connects. Even if you try to stay away from your life path, I don't think you could have. (laughs) Maybe, you, you know, some people will never be able to unlock all of their potential, but they will always be guided back to that which they're here to do. I'm kind of using a more mainstream one because I want to help the spirituality down to earth and take practical actions and be able to use this as soon as Mm -hmm. that they find the information. But naturally with the natal birth chart, it's not just the signs, but it's also the houses. But the elements that you discover in your own natal birth chart are going to help you understand what kind of energy you naturally embody so that if you, for example, are lacking some of the air, you can attract a life partner that has some of that air in their natal birth chart so that you can be yin and yang, which is very useful for choosing a business partner, not just your life partner. We are all here to co-create with the universe. And when we're co-creating with the universe... The more the most practical way to do that is to understand that we are all made up of the same elements that everything else is made of. And these manifest within us as the earth signs, air signs, and water signs and fire signs. As the earth signs are the people that act 
a lot more than others. They are just breaking it down into daily actions. The air signs are the speakers, the communicators, the idea generators. The water signs are the empaths of the world and they are able to get you. They are able to guide you to your healing much faster. And the fire signs, they might trigger you, but they're going to awaken something in you on a deeper level because that's just their natural state of being. They're just always more connected to, uh, than others to the spiritual realm by by default by their element. Within your sun sign, you have a Taurus, which is an earth sign in the first house. So that is the house of leadership. And a Taurus is a sign that grounds a lot of things. As I say, often the earth signs are the master manifestors. So you're able to ground things into the physical world and manifest, whether it's products, whether it's courses, whether it's activities, you're able to ground some of that thinking that is your moon sign into actions and create something that allows you to step into the leadership seat with the first house. And because you have Gemini in the second house is your moon sign, your moon sign is your existing identity, as I like to call it, your past lifetime identity. So you are able to grasp what it means to create the resources. You were able to grasp what it takes to be in that state of balance. So you have the ideas, you have the insights, and now you're able to ground them into things that others can engage with. When we look into the South Node and the North Node connection, your existing knowledge has to do with, again, an earth sign, which is between the fifth and the sixth house, between the creativity and self-growth. So your past identity, your existing identity has to do with understanding what it takes to create, understanding what it takes to grow, and being able to channel that into the leadership role that you have in this lifetime to further guide other people, because you have already done the research, what it means to be a creative person, what it means to commit yourself to self-growth, so now you can guide other people. And because you have Pisces in the North Node, which is your current life path, which is kind of your soul soul's mission with your soul identity you're here to inspire others within a community to build your own community and to guide people towards spirituality to help them rediscover themselves and rediscover where they belong in the earthly space where is their soul tribe where is their community and how they can use their gifts you're on a mission to guide people to both unlock their creativity and also unlock their ability to better themselves without feeling like it's a burden, but to understand that it's an honor to unlock more of your potential. And uh, I think but the more you explore the creativity and the right brain, you naturally grow as a human being because you are kind of unlocking that intuitive side that allows you to move beyond the logic. And your role is to be the leader that guides forward on this awakening quest that many of us have been tasked in this lifetime. And to put it all together into perspective, your sole purpose is to be a nurturing role model, to be a spiritual teacher and guide others to find their spiritual gifts and soul tribe with your own gifts and soul tribe. Because the path of leadership, especially the spiritual leadership, isn't necessarily to go into other people's spaces and tell them what's wrong but to create a, a space of your own with people that are also on the same mission and show people a different example and offer them the space if they're ready to cross that bridge while you know creating as many bridges as possible to help them move to the other side. And from everything that you're doing, I would say that you're very much in alignment with your mission. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Oh, well, I've been working hard at it. So, you know, I get course, course corrected quite quickly when I'm sort of like slightly off. Yeah. And I would say when we face the doubt, the doubt is a normal experience that we're all facing. But when we have the people to support us, when we have the words of encouragement that we've saved on a note on our phone, it encourages us to keep going because this is a solitary journey. The ascension. If we don't push ourselves to rise, nobody can push us. And it's it's a choice. It's a daily choice to keep going. It is. It is. It's a very and to keep learning. I see quite a few souls sort of get to a certain level and they sort of just go into a holding pattern. I, I kind of think, oh, actually, you know what? You could push past that. You know, yes. it's okay. You know, it's not it's not a judgment. It's just it's not my path. You know, I, I yes, want to keep I agree. going and keep pushing. And it, it's hard-coded into you because your previous lifetime was the self-growth journey. So it's encoded in you to keep growing as a human being in this lifetime. Yes. And maybe in next lifetime, you can just create. And <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I, I am trying to, my, a lot of my guidance is to take it easier and to slow down. But it is it is so hard for me to do that, to slow the pace, put it that mm -hmm. way. Um, I got another message this weekend. You have to slow the pace, slow it down, slow it down. And that is quite tough for me because I go yes. at a million miles an hour. I agree. And I think that's part of the earthly energy because I do have a lot of earthly energy as well. So we're able to manifest quite fast and, and yeah. it's quite motivational for us to, to understand that we have the power to bring that change forward to other people. But... It's essential that we preserve our mental health, our inner balance, and sometimes when we're and rushing. The physical, the physical and health, the physical. You know, I mean, yeah. for me, my physical health takes strain because I literally start vibrating too high, battling to control my heart rate and that type of thing because mm. I really am that sensitive. So be mindful of that too. Yeah. Any surprises with your nasal bird chart or? I'm by no means an expert, but I've done quite a lot of work. I've done a lot of research on stuff and I, I sort of know quite a few things, but I also trust my guidance and I trust my guides and I know that I'm basically on my path, mm -hmm. you know, pretty much. Every now and again, I sort of kind of go off a little bit um, just through sheer excitement and exuberance uh, and creative, you know, like exploration. Mm -hmm. But I'll very quickly get the intuitive nudge going, hey, uh, you know, while that's <laughs> something that you can quite happily do, because I'm pretty lucky in this, in this lifetime, I'm quite talented um, and anything that I kind of put my mind to it I do quite well in so it's been quite a journey to try and kind of cur curtail that and to find the correct path and to stay on the correct path because I'll mm -hmm. go down a path and go oh my goodness this is great blah, blah, blah. and then halfway through I go oh, I'm actually slightly off path here yes yeah. so I've, I've found vision boards really help with me because I can envision and sit in the energy of what I want to create and where I want to be and then just tune into that energy of that I'm already there and I'm actually doing that mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would say because there's earthly energy in all three levels or kind of paths. Within your existing identity, there is more of the air energy, so more thinking. So if you find yourself into the thinker seat, 
shifted to the feeling seat, which is, I think, a, little, a challenge that many of us are facing to allow ourselves to just sit with our feelings, because I think that's it is aligning you more with your sun sign, with your soul purpose, with your higher self in this lifetime. But because you have Aries as the glue that holds it together, your communication style, your passion as this initiation and this drive that's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> that's always going to be part of your identity to be excited oh, and to want to do all that. Yeah, yeah excites all you. the stuff when I can actually turn around and go, sure, you know what? Slow down on that. You don't need <laughs> to do that one. You don't need to do that one because people just dangle it in front of me and then I go, oh my God, that looks like such a fabulous thing to do. I'm going to yes. help you. I'll be with mm-hmm. you. And and then I kind of find myself down a path and then I look at it and go, actually, that doesn't align with me. Why am I doing this? This is not yeah. Yes. you know what I should be doing but I'm lucky that I get course corrected like I said pretty quickly when I mm-hmm. feel the imbalance sometimes the universe will kind of dangle a card in front of you and say you can do this as well here's more mm-hmm. you can do it we know you can do it but do you want to sacrifice your health do you want to sacrifice your balance we know you can do it but the choice is yours and that's well, kind of like thing, learning is it's staying <laughs> focused yeah it's staying focused on your you know like I was uh, having a discussion with a friend today and she said well do I really want to do this and I said well you've got to understand it's going to take you on a timeline Yes. And it's mm-hmm. quite a long time. Are you prepared to sacrifice some of your time mm-hmm. on this earth for that in a timeline that would maybe slightly cause a diversion? Yes. And sometimes we accept you know, these side quests. Well, sometimes they're great for us because we meet a different mm-hmm. person or move into whatever. But I think, you know, changing direction and doing things and committing to things, you really need to think about it. And again, we yes. come back to having the space and the time to really think about the choices that we have, that we make in our lives, you know, the houses that we buy, the places that we want to live, the partners that we choose. Mm-hmm. It's yep. very, very important because it shapes everything you know and then we have to kind of release it and still Mm -hmm. allow that freedom of expression and the freedom to be um to bump into these amazing people and souls that are contracted to be destiny points and our our true soul tribe because sometimes uh, the system would send you what you think you want or need and it would position in a way that is perfect and then the illusion is going to wear off and you're going to find yourself in a contract in a job that you don't like or with a partner that you don't like because the illusion has worn off but that's a lesson in itself you weren't able to spot the illusion so you have a little bit more growth and then and then the joy is when you start realizing the pattern yes and going hey actually you know what this has happened two or three times now mm-hmm, i Time see that i learned that lesson <laughs> i see you and i see this is going to head out that way same way and actually i'm mm-hmm. not up for it so yeah. yeah and that's how you stay a couple of steps ahead of the system because sometimes yes, yes. you know you're going to receive guidance and lessons from your ancestors from your spirit team and sometimes it's going to be the actual game of life the matrix as we like to call it because yes. we're constantly accepting side quests in the physical world and in the spiritual world and we're operating in different dimensions that's just that's how we play the game <laughs> that's how it life is, goes it is and it is a game it is a kind of like a like my 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 guys are saying it's like a moving grid pattern Mm -hmm. and every choice and everything and every person that we meet changes this grid pattern yeah so it's constantly moving and changing yeah 100 it's a school because 
we can choose to learn and that's when it becomes more exciting for us because we unlock these additional abilities and knowledge and wisdom and guidance and so the people that are not learning the people that are not advancing they don't have access to the same they want the same benefits but they cannot ever get to that point um but to end this beautiful conversation one is not born into their purpose one steps into their purpose and in your path is an example that it's your daily choices it's you committing to that journey every single day and overcoming the doubts and overcoming the naysayers and overcoming yourself on some days because you're going to be the one that says oh maybe we should skip today maybe we shouldn't do that going against the grain i think is like what's expected of you you know i was in advertising and um, i was pretty good at the advertising you know stuff and whatever and choosing early on to step out of that and become an artist a full-time artist took a a huge step in trust especially for somebody like a Taurus because Taurus is not that easy very practical as well Mm -hmm. exactly and we like safety you know we don't like um, a a lot of change around us so safety is for us always key so yeah it's you know it, it, it takes a lot of courage so I have a quite a chuckle about my surname Yes, and uh, you say that as a Taurus, I'm a Capricorn as well. And I was kind of like, I reached the, a breaking point earlier this year when I quit my job as well. And it was a job that I loved. But my soul was calling me, you have a mission, you have a calling, choose yourself. You know, you might disappoint some people, but are, are you willing to live with disappointing your soul for the rest of your life? And that was not a... This is the thing. It, yeah, it's a big question when the universe asks you, are you ready to disappoint yourself and sacrifice yourself? And when you answer no, I choose myself, that's that's when you flip the script and your book, it's, Raise Your Vibe, is a testament to that choice to choose yeah, yourself. Thank you. It is, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of the book and I never did the whole publishing. I just self-published um, because I also trust that the right people who need to see it will see it. You know, I've worked quite a lot on working through the need to for recognition and the need for like it to be successful. And I'm so taken care of in this lifetime that it's releasing that and understanding that I just need to bring that into the world it's just the anchor anchoring the uh, vibration into the world Mm, absolutely and your book is on brand with that raise your vibe raise your vibrations Mm. (laughs) and i think there there's something to be said about our names because I think on some level we communicate with our parents before we're before our souls are birthed into this world, into the vessel, that this is the name, or we choose our parents based on the name because my name means Stella, it means star, and that is my link to my star seed kind of origin. Which is something that when I was little, I didn't even like my name. And it's it's been a journey to falling in love with my name and understanding why that is my name and what it means. And I think everyone's name has meaning. Nothing is it random. Uh, you know, it, no, nothing is random. We've, we've orchestrated it all to be aligned like that. So 100%, I think. When you do numerology and, and stuff like that, you realize that it's all, you know. I mean, I think my everything adds up to an 11. And even my maiden name added, added up to an 11 as well. So I can't get away from the fact that this is a very spiritual lifetime. It's a, it's a path that maybe you chose, maybe you were appointed to. I, I like to think that it's a little bit of both, that we volunteer yeah. to be here and do this, but also that oh, we're being trusted, all of this information that we're receiving for others. 100%, 100%. We get to anchor the new vibrational um, energy into the earth. 
So it's it's imperative that we listen and we try and do our best to remember as much as we can. I love that. I've loved our conversation, Michelle. I'm looking forward yes, to reconnecting again. And yeah. what I would like to ask you is, what's your advice to someone who is on a creative path and they're just, you know, discovering spirituality and they're facing these doubts that we mentioned? What would be your one advice? My biggest thing would be really go inwards and just do what you feel is correct and work on your spirituality, connect your, your spiritual connection without the outside. You know, so many people want to go and learn from other people and they want to go and train. I want to train under this and I want to train in this. And yes, while you do that, that's great. But ultimately, you need to work on your own vibrational connection rather than everybody else's um, what's come before. Because I believe much of the energy that we're working with is old energy. Tap into your your unique vibrational message and healing ability. If you've trained in Reiki and you've trained in that and trained in this and trained in that, you will have your unique bag of tricks yes. that comes to the party, whether it be painting or whatever. Don't be scared to break out. And, you know, as an artist, you don't have to just stick to specific oils only or watercolor only. Mix it all up. Be creative. Drop some glitter on it. Don't like restrict. Stop kind of, oh, you know, comparing myself to somebody else and looking at their work. And that's our biggest thing. We crit mm -hmm. self criticize by getting other people's uh, opinions. Just do your own thing. It doesn't matter. Who cares? If you yep. think it's beautiful and stop being so harsh on yourself. I find many of the people that I work with, they are so paralyzed by their self-criticism in life as well. Just let it go. It doesn't matter. You're just creating. If you just drop paint on the, on the canvas and it goes all over the place and you slide it around and you drop some, some crystals on it and you drop some glitter on it and, and it, gave you joy through the process of doing that, then you're halfway there already. Yeah. It's not about the end product. To me, the end product is not really important. It's about your journey through that, what you're creating, how you enjoyed it. Did it raise your vibration while you were doing it? Yes, do more of it. Yeah, commit to the self-growth journey. The more you grow, the more you're going to channel more of that growth in whatever you do. Yes. And Yes. It's a beautiful point around authenticity. Don't be afraid to share your authentic offering because it's totally. never been there I before. Mean, I, it's it's yeah. been so. It's been such a journey for me. I'm six foot. I am built really large. I've got a large personality. I'm loud. I swear. And making peace with the fact that I paint differently. I am different. I alter the vibration when I walk into a room. It's understandable. You know, just make peace with who you are and what you're doing in this world and stop worrying about what other people think and how they're going to judge you. It's, it's none of your business what other people think mm -hmm. about you. Are you happy with yourself? Are you proud of what you're doing? Exactly. That's what matters. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, and 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 yeah, it, to me it really it's about authenticity and having the courage to be your true self, stand in your truth. It takes courage to be yourself, and I think you are Massive. you have the perfect name to lead people towards courage. I get courage. reminded every <laughs> single day. 
have courage. <laughs> and there's so many people say, is that your real name? Or did you like, you know, because some people I think can, you can buy a surname yeah. or do mm-hmm. whatever. I was like, no, it's a real name. <laughs> it comes from my husband's line of, of his um, lineage is from France and the Courage Brewery. And, you know, we've got a rooster as an emblem or whatever. But, yeah, so, yeah, it's Dinkum. Dinkum. I got that. The universe is a very funny sense of humor. You were born to do it, Michelle. That, that's just it. <laughs> I was born to do it. <laughs> well, thank you for being part of Born to Do It, the podcast. Thank you so and much. Thank you really? for creating such positive change into the world with your art, with your being. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. What's, uh, what's on your New Year's resolution list as we're approaching the end of the year? What's one thing um, that you want to bring into the world next year? Next year, I really want to create more. The property that we're on is a healing property. I've created a beautiful Metatron grid above the property and creating a healing space that when people walk onto the property, they just feel more. And we have a cottage here that's right on this beautiful, big, massive river. And it's called River Stones Retreat. And I want to concentrate that on facilitating more people coming to book the cottage who are looking for specific time out or healing. So riverstonesretreat.co.nz for people who are looking for even creating their own little retreat because I can help Mm. them with that, you know. So they they have time away, but maybe we do a cacao ceremony, maybe we do a walk down to the river and a cleansing ritual, whatever they want to create, Um, you know, or an energy session or even an art. We can do channeled art sessions as well. But, yeah, to create that more of a healing space retreat away for people to get into the vibration of grounding and into the natural earth more. I'll link to that in the episode description. And I look forward to seeing what you birth into the world, what you channel into the world. Google Michelle Courage. There's not too many of us. MichelleCourage.com. There's not too many Michelle Courages around the world. I think there's one in America. I have yet to meet her. Not related, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's the name. It's the courage. We need to share our gifts with the world. And your gift is that of courage. So thank you for encouraging people on their journey. Mm, Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been wonderful. Fantastic. (laughs) Cool. We'll sign off. (laughs) 